0: Hello and welcome. You're listening to Health Professional Radio. Thank you for joining us again. I'm your host, Neil Howard, and we're going to have a conversation with Dr. Cindy Jacobs. She's joining us here to talk about the use of cytosinocline as a treatment for the cessation of nicotine e-cigarette use. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Jacobs. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: You're joining us here from Achieve Life Sciences. Give us a little bit of your professional background and talk about your role there at Achieve.
1: So at Achieve, I am president and chief medical officer. And my background is I have a Ph.D. in research and an M.D. degree. And I've been in the biotech uh, world for about 30 years uh, in clinical research and running clinical trials.
0: And what is Achieve Life Sciences' mission?
1: Well, nicotine addiction, whether by use of combustible or electrolyte, Electronic cigarettes remains a major public health concern in the U.S. In fact, the National Institute on Drug Abuse, or NIDA as they are called, um, includes tobacco and nicotine vaping as drugs of abuse. And according to the CDC, more than 50 million Americans are addicted to some form of nicotine including roughly about 11 million users of nicotine e-cigarettes or nicotine vapes. Achieve's focus and commitment is to address this global nicotine addiction by making cytosinocline a widely available nicotine cessation therapy for those who want to kick the habit, um, uh, basically kick the nicotine habit for good. I mean, right now, although there are approved medications to help smokers quit combustible cigarettes, there are no currently approved medications that specifically help nicotine vapors to quit. So if if successful, cytosinicline could be the first.
0: What is the difference between the nicotine that's in vaping products and the nicotine that's in combustible cigarettes?
1: Well, nicotine is nicotine. There is no difference. Mm -hmm. But what is different is all that goes with it. Um, So e-cigarettes may not contain all the toxins that combustible cigarettes have, but they do have other components in them that are, the short and long-term safety of them of e-cigarettes remains unclear.
0: When it comes to addiction, is nicotine the only ingredient in cigarettes whether combustible or e-cigarettes that is actually addictive in nature, not just harmful?
1: It is the it is the addictive component of combustible cigarettes and nicotine e-cigarettes,
0: yes. So basically just because it's in a vape form, as long as there's nicotine in it, there is the high risk of addiction.
1: Correct. Um, for example, In individuals who have quit combustible cigarettes by using nicotine e-cigarettes, it actually has been shown that um, continued e-cigarette use or nicotine vaping um, can cause further or sustain nicotine addiction. In fact, a, a multivariate analysis about a year or two ago showed that individuals who had higher nicotine dependence scores associated with longer e-cigarette use. Hmm. So basically the safest option is to quit nicotine use altogether whether it's combustible cigarettes or um, vaping.
0: Is it just the manufacturers of e-cigarettes that are touting that it's safer than combustible cigarettes or is there science to back that claim up?
1: Well e-cigarettes do contain fewer toxins than combustible cigarettes. Um, So they do have the potential um, to help individuals uh, stop smoking cigarettes. Uh, The problem is that ongoing studies on the health effects of nicotine, regardless of whether you're getting it through e-cigarettes or combustible cigarettes, but if you're getting it in e-cigarettes, it's still been shown to have correlations with cardiovascular disease, um, irreversible lung damage, respiratory disease, including emphysema, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, chronic bronchitis, and asthma. So e-cigarettes pose their own kind of unique health risks. Um, The Truth Initiative that was just published um, recently reported that heavy metals such as cadmium, lead, nickel, tin, and copper have been detected in some aerosols produced by e-cigarettes, and uh, at least 60 other chemical compounds have been found in e-liquids, all with unknown potential harm over long-term use.
0: Now, we've all been... um Acquainted with uh, the the public service announcements about stopping smoking, um, cessation programs all over the place, and we've all heard about the the guy or, or the woman that has really really wanted to quit for years but just couldn't seem to. And they they tell everyone, "Hey, I really want to quit." Are you hearing the same thing from people that are vaping?
1: Um, Yes, in fact, as more data is released and the potential risks and harm of these various vape and e-cigarette products are understood, more users are seeking options for quitting. In fact, we conducted a a survey of approximately 500 users of nicotine vaping devices Mm or e-cigarettes, and 73% of them responded that they wanted or intended to quit vaping within the next 3 to 12 months. And of those who intended to quit even sooner, within the next 3 months, more than half stated that they would really like or extremely like to try a prescription product to help them do so. Mm -hmm. Um, And frankly, we'll soon be finding out as we will be initiating Our trial in 2022 that will enroll participants who vape or use nicotine e-cigarettes and want to quit to evaluate cytosinicline's benefit in helping them to quit their nicotine dependence.
0: In your opinion, is the psychological dependence on uh, combustible cigarettes and other combustible products equal to or greater than the psychological dependence with e-cigarettes?
1: Well, the dependence is still a chemical dependence with nicotine, so um, it's definitely similar. It's really your dependence on nicotine mm-hmm. that you're fighting. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, a little bit about your, your partnership with the NIH. You mentioned that these plans are, are going to roll out for this study in uh, next year, right? Correct. Now, is this an ongoing partnership? Is this a new development with the NIH?
1: Well, um, yes and no. Our initial partnership with NIH actually goes back to 2016, 2017, when the NIH deemed cytosinicline as a drug of national public health importance. And the National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health, a division of NIH, funded and conducted all of our non-clinical pharmacokinetic and toxicology studies that were required for submitting an investigational new drug application for cytosinicline with the FDA. And then later in 2019, the NCI, another division of NIH, also helped fund all of our non-clinical fertility and reproductive toxicology Mm -hmm. studies uh, required to start a Phase three program for evaluating uh, Cytisinecline as a smoking cessation medication, and now in 2021, the recent grant um, is the National Institute on Drug Abuse, or NIDA, again of the NIH, has just awarded us a grant to help fund a phase two clinical trial evaluating Cytisinecline as a nicotine vaping cessation medication.
0: Where can we learn more online about Clean and about Achieve Life Sciences as well and follow these studies?
1: Um, You can actually go on to our website and there is a link to these studies. And also once the the grant gets um, published as far as the um, on the government side, we'll have a link to that as well.
0: I really appreciate you sharing your time with us this evening. Thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to another conversation with you, hopefully in the not too distant future.
1: Thank you. And thank you again for calling.
0: You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Cindy Jacobs, President and Chief Medical Officer at Achieve Life Sciences. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at SoundCloud, And be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at YouTube.com Health Professional Radio.